You're listening to Kraken Fancast. The podcast for Seattle Kraken fans. By Seattle Kraken fans. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'm here with my colleague, Jim Cockrell, today for some Seattle Kraken hockey talk. Before we start all of that, I want to give big thanks to our sponsor, the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey theme bar located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. If you're not going to the Kraken game, catch the game at the Angry Beaver. So uh, we just finished up a longer than usual break. Uh, that's uh, of broadcasts here for our podcast. Uh, that's largely due to my crazy travel schedule. So my apologies for all of those of you who have been breathlessly waiting for another episode for us to to appear. But uh, we are back now. We are back, ready to get back to our now semi-regular schedule of every uh, seven to ten days. And lots to talk about uh, that just happened over the last two weeks. And then we've got... Uh, a lot of interesting games coming up during this latest time span. Our boys have been on a roll, capital letters, R-O-L-L, roll, incredible. Until this recent game in Pittsburgh uh, that we'll talk about in a minute, the team was on a nine-game win streak, uh, an even longer streak uh, of at least a point per game for, I think it was 13 games. I don't have all the stats in front of me. It was something like that. Just amazing. That really got the guys back in the mix to say they bounced back from an eight game losing streak is an understatement it's just been incredible they've looked like such a different team the team that in some ways that we've been expecting uh so um you know lots of great things have happened and uh, a lot of joey 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 which we'll talk about in a moment so uh when we last left off uh we were talking about the winter classic which we're still feeling a high from that was that was incredible but that was a little over two weeks ago so things have happened since then. Uh, the team had one home game shortly after that on January 4th. They had a 4-1 victory over the visiting Ottawa Senators. Um, great game there. That was uh, another example of the team getting outshot a little bit. Uh, Ottawa had 33 shots on goal, Seattle 28. But it's about quality shots, folks, and they had a lot of good ones Four of them, in fact, uh, Yanni Gord scoring in the first period. Tomas Tatar, more scoring from our, our new player. He came up with a second period goal, as did Andre Burakovsky, um, who came back uh, shortly before that. And uh, so nice to see Andre back on that game. Uh, Vince Dunn uh, getting a final uh, gig, uh, uh, goal, rather, uh, wrist shot in the third period. So they win four to one on that one. Then it's off on a long road trip, uh, a real long one. They've uh, got about, uh, they're about three games into that as of this recording. Uh, we were, were recording this right after the Pen Penguins game and right before the game against the New York Rangers. We'll talk about the Rangers game in the next episode. But the team is actually not three games, four games into this road trip. And uh, they started quite well with those first three games. For instance, on January 9th, they knocked off the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 5-2. to two. Um, Again, another one where they got actually a little more handily outshot. 38 Buffalo, 26 cracking on that one. But uh, they made it work after uh, Buffalo scoring uh, a goal uh, pretty early. Uh, Yanni Gord and Vince Dunn both came up with first period goals. Um, and then a little later on in the second period, uh, Alex Winberg, 
uh, Jaden Schwartz and Maddie Beniers all getting goals uh, to uh, pretty handily beat the Buffalo Sabres in their uh, home arena there. And uh, Joey Decord, you know, just on this role, we keep seeing Joey in a lot of these games. Haven't seen Chris Drieger in a while. Joey uh, saving 34 out of 36 in that one. That was a, that was a beauty. So uh, so that was interesting to see. And then uh, they go down to D.C. right after that. Um, and that was on uh, January 11th, taking on Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. And uh, they win at that point. It was their eighth in a row, pushing the point streak to 12 at that point, defeating handily defeating the Washington Capitals 4-1 to one on that one. Uh, Ty Cartier getting his seventh. Alex Wember getting his seventh. Um, Schultz getting his fourth and Adam Larson, another couple of defensemen goals there. Adam Larson getting his third goal in that. Uh, once again, another example of the opponent out shooting them, not by a lot. It was a pretty even game on that one 26 Washington, 23 Kraken. Um, but uh, yeah, more more Joey, Joey, Joey on that one. Uh, you know, stopping uh, 25 shots. So that was that was really great to see. Then uh, shortly after that, uh, they got a day off and then head over to Ohio for a pretty high scoring game. This had a lot of scoring in it. This one was a tricky one, uh, one could say, uh, against Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Kraken did outshoot the Blue Jackets a little bit. It was thirty six to thirty four, but it was a pretty even game on that. Pretty even game on faceoffs um, and hits. But uh, Kraken way higher on the block shots. And, and again, another uh, uh, fine game by Joey Decord, stopping 28-31. Uh, 7-4 was the score on that one. Goals by Eberle. He got his fifth. Um, Jared McCann getting his 15th. Ty Cartier, his eighth. Oliver Bjorkstrand, your uh, Seattle Kraken all-star, um, with 12, that was his 12th one. Uh, that was a power play goal. Uh, Jared McCann came back a little later, getting his 16th. Brian Dumoulin, been a little quiet, Dumoulin, but hey, got got your third one there. And Ellie Tolvanen got his 11th uh, goal uh, toward the end of the game. So uh, that was, um, and I think that was an empty netter. Yeah, it was an empty netter on that one. So seven to four in Columbus. So a lot of activity some injuries though came up, and we'll talk. Jim will bring those up in a moment. Uh, that one, that one was kind of a costly, or hopefully not too costly, but uh, that got that got pretty rough. That one, so we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, anyway, they uh, uh, they're on a high on a long win streak, but kind of limped in. They're, these guys are probably pretty tired and a little banged up, uh, heading into a day game against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. And uh, hey, Joey did just fine. He was he stopped. 30 shots out of 33. Arguably, he kept them in this because it could it could have been a lot uglier. It could have been a five or six nothing game. Three to nothing, they lose. Um, they just couldn't get, you know, maybe a little toward the end there. They got, they got a little bit better with the shots. But, uh, God, for a while, uh, it, it just seems like they couldn't couldn't buy a shot. They got, ended up with 22 shots on goal on that one. But uh, this was really all about, um, with the exception of the hits, Kraken were kind of higher on that. They played pretty physically, but uh, just couldn't get it much, any offense going. Um, O'Connor uh, and uh, and of uh, Penguins and uh, Sidney Crosby got two goals on that one. So uh, they got shut out 
a rare shutout uh, against the Kraken, three to nothing. Um, so, and then they got to uh, get right back, get, get a good night's sleep, hopefully, and uh, hit up a uh, 7 p.m. Uh, East Coast time, 4 p.m. Pacific time game against the New York Rangers. Uh, that'll that'll probably ha- that'll happen a little bit before we uh, release this episode. So we'll we'll backtrack and talk about that one in the next episode, and then uh, then off the long long trip to Edmonton before they come home for a home four game home stand starting with Toronto on the 21st. So that's a lot to talk about. Jim, uh, you know, what, um, you know, we saw a lot there. Um, they, uh, they, it's been really interesting and fun run of games to watch. They won most of them, almost all of them. Uh, what's your takeaway for the, uh, games these past two weeks? Wow. I tell you, just like everybody else I'm hearing out there. I mean, so last year we set some big time records, you know, consistent, uh, consecutive wins, uh, points, all that kind of stuff. And here we go doing it again. Uh, like, like you've said before, after one of our worst moments in, in franchise history as well. So here we went, we, we knocked off some records again, which is kind of surprising because those are the kind of records that you think of franchises never, ever even eclipsing or coming close to, right? There's a plenty of franchises out there that haven't come close to that. Um, very good. I mean, if you look at the five games, so, or since our last episode, they're all green card games. They're great. The only red was today. <clears throat> so even Pittsburgh game. Yeah. They're all green. I got them all green except for today. Uh, and we'll get into that, but we're doing it different ways for once. Not your typical, uh, cracking pattern, as we say, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it. Uh, we're getting answer back goals. We're getting scored on first. Um, we're getting outshot typically now um, more consistently, and we're still winning because we're we're playing solid hockey regardless, and we're keeping uh, the quality stuff outside, and it's showing up in the game. And you know, so there's been guys that have been a little bit quiet that are starting to step it up. Uh, it started with like Yanni; he was a little quiet before the Winter Classic, and then he scored three goals in a row uh, in games got him going which was nice um people like you know we we know the joey scene in in these in the entire run of the nine games he only had one game under 900 save percentage so that that's amazing and everybody knows it. the entire league knows it and something in the crack and short history we can get into this maybe a little more later but you know have we ever you know, you didn't see Grubauer or Adriger or Martin Jones doing nine games in a row. I have no, you know, recollection of that. I mean, this is quite a long run. It's a, it's a different sort of goalie structure at the moment as far as frequency. I mean, this is a bit, this has been the Joey show. Yeah, and you know the old saying, run them while they're hot. And the gapping and spacing has obviously appealed to the coach, uh, goaltender coach, and the staff. You know, they have daily morning meetings about this stuff. It's not just like, let's just run them till he's hot type of, they actually look at patterns and streaks and, and rest time and they know these guys well. So just run them till he's hot. Some people were questioning today though, and we'll get into that later, but getting back on, I'm not going to try to hash hard on these games, but uh, that first game against Ottawa, going back before the road trip, you know, that was Magna was claimed off on, on waivers. So he went to Chicago and we called down to uh, Coachella and we brought Riker up for that seven upstairs D for, for temporary. So he was a healthy scratch for a few. Uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way because there's been so much 
movement, uh, whether it's injury replacement or whatever, or scratch or this or that. Um, you know, so the next game is against Buffalo and Riker's up, but he's a scratch. And that's Schwartz's first game back after his injury again, you know. Uh, so that was refreshing. At that point, that was the healthiest we've seen our roster for going back to last year. So that was kind of exciting for everybody. It was weird to actually see Watch Root and see all the lines up on TV. I'm like, wow, I barely remember this, you know. <laughs> all the guys <laughs> were supposed to play. Yeah, it's just crazy because then you're going, then it gets confusing, right? Like, okay, well, shoot, we have to sit Yams. We have to sit uh, this guy, that guy, or whatever. And, of course, Bellamar's still out. But the great thing about it is is that's that's your winning roster that you did forever. And, and you know, whether you think it's going to blow up chemistry or something, it doesn't really matter. It's what you're going to run with. It's, it's how they're built. And um, it looked good. You know, and and they played really well that game as well. It was nothing but a green card. What's you're starting to notice in a lot of games uh, a little bit of the change in the system. I don't know what it is that's causing it, but the forecheck is solid again. It's still working, especially that third line is really doing it on the forecheck. The neutral zone is turning into more of a shutdown, like traditional shutdown neutral zone. And there's, I don't know if you've noticed, but in a lot of these games, the takeaways are up big time. And we're doing, we're doing the typical takeaway break transition, something we haven't really had in our two and a half years here that, that has been consistent. And that's turning around and turning into goals and or production or getting penalties uh, called on the other team because you just, they can't handle the, the pressure coming in. So guys like uh, during that game, when he, you know, when he got us through some games there, with some big time goals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was mentioning him a number of times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was nice to see him step. That's another like Gord situation guys stepping up when he's shooting. He, he took the message from the coaching staff, whatever the people and he's firing the buck and he's firing it. nicely. he's got a little toe drag inside cut. I've noticed a lot of our goals uh, of a lot of our players and including uh, Dumo in the later games, our drags down the middle using this defenseman as a screen. It's, you know, this is like Bedard stuff. It's like everybody's been watching Connor Bedard replays and saying, I'm going to do what that kid's doing, right? Pulling it in, using the D setup, drag that foot and just let her fly. Um, you know, and moving on. And of course, like we know, Joey's doing his thing, moving on to that capscom, which by the way, was just a beauty. And you could see the frustration in the Washington Capitals fans everywhere. I mean, Anytime they pan the camera up the stand, you can see it. Like, what are you, what are you letting this expansion team be for? Although yeah, the caps those are, people go, I'll pick this game because I'll probably win it. Exactly, that's something we would do, right? In yeah. the past, yeah. But I like, mean, okay, San Jose and Anaheim, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want two points now. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, the Caps aren't the team they were in the past either. But still, it's always a big game in my book to be the Caps, right? Sure. Um, Especially and that was Washington. Washington. Exactly. Um, you know, and guys will. Guys were playing great, and that beautiful flip pass, that little little softy loft uh, from um, from Larson or from uh, Tanev to Larson on that winner was just unbelievably beautiful. You know, uh, just a, just a short little sauce landed right at the stick. Boom, way to go! Um, and those all these games are in that pattern though too. A lot of getting outshot, a lot of getting scored on first. By the way, up until tonight's game, our first periods we're the worst in every game that we've had all year. And we've been to take the second period adjustment, third, go get them type of thing. So, you know, it's just been good. So then moving up to the the next game against CBJ, which was a real strange brew game um, just by the score itself. 
the final seven of four. That's our, believe it or not, Chris, I was looking at the schedule. That's our third floodgate game this year. I didn't think that, but you and me went to the San Jose one, and then there was another one in there. Um, <clears throat> but this floodgate, floodgate game, but some of the floodgate games that were much more lopsided. I mean, Columbus. Well, no, I agree, but you know what? A floodgate's a floodgate. You yeah, oh, take yeah, no, seven, seven, sure. You, you got to rub it in, man. Send yeah. that GAA home to bed. Um, yeah. So, right. It, the, now, this game was interesting because, as you know, we got out, played again early, and it's like, oh, oh boy. And there was three answer back situations, you know, three goals, and we had to answer back and be done. That is not characteristic of this club, right? And we all know that CBJ is pretty weak. They're 15th in the East. Uh, it's kind of a disaster. I mean, on paper, we should have spanked these guys flat out the whole game, but it took some work and it took late work to finish it off. Um, but that was also the game that, you know, Maddie got hit and Dunner came right in and took care of business, thankfully. And he should have because, you know, that was just a nasty hit anyway. Even if, even if it was just a board hit or he was side turned or whatever, the fact that he was following through with his shot and on one leg and completely out of bounds at that point and then got rocked, that's when you get hurt bad. You know, he, he still kind of played it out a little bit, but then he was, he was done for sure at the third. And, um, but you know, they pulled through, there was a lot of big numbers, everybody on the board. This was nice. This is something we saw a lot of last year that we all enjoyed, you know, everybody getting in on the candy pot. Um, but, nothing but, good. But, but, but one other bummer besides the Maddie thing though, is gee, Andre, we, we hardly got oh, to yeah, oh, yeah. minute 40. He left the game in the first period. Yep. So that's his third injury this year. The big one last year with the surgery was well, a couple, I don't know how many episodes we did. I tallied up his game minutes, lost game minutes. And, and I have tweeted a couple things about, it. and I hate doing this, but I just do with the whole glass situation <laughs> with players. And you know, you kind of Schwartzy this, that, but man, I don't know what's going on with this, this guy's luck, this, whatever. And, you know, we don't even know what any of these injuries he's had really are specifically. Lower body injury, they say. Now. Yeah, you know, and even you know, wrist or whatever. Maybe you found out it might have been a wrist or something. But there's just absolutely no specifics. So we can't sit here and look back and go, oh, my God, you know, and really key in on what's going on or down in the future. Anyway, that was that sucked, obviously. Um, oh, and by the way, that was uh, the, the, game, the game before. Pardon me, I want to just step back because. Uh, I was playing Mike's uh, guess the first goal game on Sasquatch NHL. Like I always like doing. Oh yeah, sure. And I, I went down the list. Like I always have a little formula in my head. I don't just go, Oh, pick this one. Donkey. <laughs> I don't do that shit. So I picked Karche cause you know, he was dry. People don't, I don't know if people realize, I mean, I love the guy and everything, but he was dry. He had one assist in nine games. And I said, it's his. So he got that one. And he also scored the next game. So he's on a roll. And you know what? He was just like tonight. He was showing I didn't ever want to call him a power forward just because of his uh, his size. By the way, he's shorter than he looks and he plays, but I, he just doesn't have that typical. But man, he's turning it around. He's he's doing some great board work. He's he's taking guys out. He's getting control of the puck. He's setting up the play. He's driving the net. He's doing what power forward guys do. And as you know, that's my favorite type of forward there is, and there's hardly any in the league, right? So it's nice to see him take that and go with it. I want to see him uh, hold on to that consistency because. Man, when he's playing good and he finally sinks when he, the confidence goes, it's it's ready. And then, you know, on to tonight. Um, light Penguins. roster. <clears throat> yeah, tonight, uh, Penguins. Light roster up front. We all know the injuries, right? Three big names. Burkowski, 
uh, veneers and done. And I look at that and I go, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously that sucks. <clears throat> Even Allison mentioned something on the watching the game back and she's, whoa, that's going to be tough. And I said, it is, but you know what? Um, and, and during the game, I was sitting there, this is not the reason they're, they're getting outplayed. Right. It, it, the first period was great, by the way, that was very back and forth, almost running gunish, uh, solid play. We had our chances. Go ahead, Chris. So I was going to say though, oh. you know, the other thing is just that to, you know, Burakarski's hardly played with them and everything. So in a way they've had to play without him. So really, yeah. In my mind, all they were missing was Dunn and his toughness. And Maddie, who hasn't been scoring as well as we hoped he would uh, so far this year. But obviously, he brings some playmaking right. ability and, and skill. So you're missing those two guys. I yeah, yeah. And Popsky losing. I mean, they've been used to that at this point. Exactly. I, although I look at it differently. I'm looking at it from a def defensive side because I know, you know, Maddie's technically a two-way player, even though his plus minus and other numbers wouldn't indicate that. But that's because he serves a lot of ice time. And he's out there and gets the best matches. But he is a two-way player. That's his gig. Um, Don, offensive D. So, you know, you're not going to win the battles in front of the net. Maybe you are with some chippy shit, and that's when you're going to get a penalty anyway. But that's not his game either. So I'm more concerned about the defensive side of things. And Burkowski, that's not happening there. But when we go into a game like that, and it's a run and gun that first period, like I said, that was great. But second and third, we were just getting outplayed. We were getting beat at the puck. We were getting muscled around. The possession game was just killing us. And when you start running around, you can see, you can watch the game. Guys get out of position and stuff. You know, Alexiak logged over 28 minutes tonight. He's never come close to that in his life. And he's doing it because we're down, guys. And we lost Larson in this game. Uh, was it after the first? Yes. Yeah. He went down the tunnel. He and nobody knew what it was. We found out later that it's it's an illness, not it's supposedly. That's what I heard. So that if that's the case, that's better than Just lower body upper body. He can get better tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But the thing is, is man, those okay. Now now if you throw Larson out of those four guys, Larson to me is the most valuable protector of anything right there whether you're going to put pucks in the net or not it doesn't matter you need larson cleaning house right so that's a huge loss uh they were never really in that second third it's very frustrating to watch actually but you know what the run had to end totally satisfied i wasn't bitching i wasn't doing anything i just saw them falling apart and it's the long run and thankfully they did reschedule that game to 10 o'clock or you know one o'clock east time uh, you know, they obviously did it for advertising and money because the Steelers in the play, uh, football situation, right. but that helps us for tomorrow, which also brings up another point about, uh, goalies and flip-flops and who's starting and this and that. And there was a lot of squawk on the Twitters and everything about uh, some people being a little chapped off about why would, why would hacks, uh, start Joey today? Why not, you know, put in Chris, he's been getting played a lot and it's like, um, it, I guess it didn't surprise me as much as a lot of people. Uh, there's all kinds of philosophy. You got to understand that this is a coaching decision below hacks till before it gets to hacks with your goaltender coaches and other people. And some that's, they actually have a system and they design and numbers and math and books that look at shit. And they do that. It didn't bother me as much. Um, you know, maybe they looked at you're going against one of the best Eastern teams tomorrow. You know, you've already done this, that, if you drop one here, no big deal. I'd rather come home on that last bite and take out Edmonton at Edmonton before you come home type of thing. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. That wasn't the reason. Joey, Joey played great. Uh, we just couldn't support it. His, what was his save percentage today? It was, it was a nine, 
938. I mean, what do you want? So, I mean, come on. Um, it's yeah, just top 30 shots. Yeah. And, and if, if you, so if you're going to uh, talk about, you know, he's played, uh, what is it? But I don't know how many games on the road is. We, we know we won nine straight. Drigger got that shutout in. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But we didn't. Yeah, Drigger got. Uh, when did we see Drigger? Was there? I know. Well, I saw the shutout with him, right? But I mean, that's you run them game. Hot. Yeah, I think so. You run them till they're hot, and One, that's what they did. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is incredible. Yeah, he's seven. Yeah, this is like old school here. You know. Yeah. Count eight, nine, 10, <laughs> 11, 12, 13 wow. games. See, okay, like, that's I like, get that's it. Like, that's like that's like the Eddie Jackman days you'd see, well, that maybe, or even you know, or I don't know, maybe a little more recent, but I'm just like, yeah, that. and I, the, you know, yeah, what? I don't you don't see that much in these anymore. No, you don't, but we know why we ran him at first. We're trying to collect points and gain ground for what we didn't for many games prior to that, right? So we eclipsed that. Look at the standings in our Pacific right now. Yeah, There's still six the freaking teams. Yeah, the Pacific Division, which we were saying, I remember a number of episodes ago, that, well, it's kind of weak. Well, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of them all sort of turned on at the same time. I'm just, just looking at the divisional one. I mean, yeah. technically, as of our, our recording here, you know, Kraken are, I mean, they're, they're tied in points with Edmonton, but Edmonton has games in hand, but totally. Uh, they're, they're technically fifth. Calgary's only a couple of points behind. I mean, only yeah, they're hot again. But Edmonton, in the meantime, has a 10-game winning streak. Right. So, so it's like, you know, I, what, what do you do there? The Kings have kind of come down, though. And they, Nashville's come not, down. They were way ahead of uh, all that whole batch of teams. Right. Edmonton, Seattle, and Calgary have gotten a lot closer to L.A., looking over like at the wild Nash standings. Nashville's just kind of sitting there floundering right now too. So, well, a little bit. I mean, they were, yeah, they're, they're five, four and one in the last 10. Yeah. That's but they've dropped. The they should be winning. Minnesota's faltered a lot. They've only won yep. two games out of the last 10. Uh, St. Louis has kind of been. Yeah. And then not even worth Arizona quieted down quite a bit. So, you know, as of our recording right now, I mean, they're, uh, Third in line. I mean, they're just a they're a tiebreaker away from the the second wild card spot. But again, yeah. you know, Edmonton and their quirky schedule. There, they have so many games in hand. But at least the rest of the, for a while, it seemed like the Kraken had way more games played than everybody. Everybody right. else caught up except for Edmonton right now. They're in fact, there are even a couple of teams that have, uh, you know, San Jose and Nashville actually have uh, more games played than Seattle. So right. it, it's evened out a little bit more. It has, but. The only thing that bothers me about it is the teams that are finally where they should be are there. And those are the ones that concern me the most. The Edmontons, the Calgary's always will concern me other and over Nashville, over any of those other ones, over St. Louis, all of them. Um, and then the, the encouraging thing is seeing LA kind of falter a bit too, because you could actually jump into the th top three of that league over the, or in the Pacific um, easier yeah. than actually trying to ultimately get into the freaking wild card yeah because it's it's a, t a tall order you're gonna have so much you know you, you're not vancouver is insane playing insanely well yeah we don't talk i gotta catch them, them. and vegas kind of came a little bit down to earth but they're still oh, they totally have so far ahead early on that they they were they're comfortable the la kings two four and four in their last 10 games yeah uh, their fans they are have come down to earth big time and uh you know they're 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 only a point ahead of uh, Nashville in as far as the uh, you know the 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 conference standing. So right. I watched two games today, and that was where those you know it was uh, L.A. finally got back, 
And then, and you could see the jubilation in the players, like, oh God, it's about time. And then, yeah, no, you could totally. I mean, they were in a slump. And then uh, I saw Vegas beat Nashville, which helps us, obviously. But yes. um, like I said, you, the old school, run them, run them till they're cold, you know, run them hot, run them till they're cold, whatever. Um, could they have thrown them in there? Yes, and everything. It all started with trying to gather those points back. That's what it is. Now, tomorrow, you'll probably obviously show, throw in Driegs and for the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he may stand on his head. He may not. It doesn't matter. They, I think they were always almost looking at that game like, oh, shit, it's going to be a toughie five games in on this roadie, uh, one of the best teams in the leagues. But just flip a coin on that one, whatever. I think they want to get home and grab two points, basically double points on a division Edmonton before they come home. It's well, a huge important. game in Edmonton. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. they play it in Edmonton. I mean, the Rangers got to be wonderful if they beat the Rangers and, and uh, you know, on any given day that could happen. But yeah. this upcoming Edmonton game uh, is, is a real biggie because um, then you got Toronto at home. And then, you know, then there are some other games that, uh, you know, uh, it, if they play at least somewhat the way they've been playing, I mean, you know, Chicago, St. Louis, Columbus, again, San Jose, those, there are some winnable games on there on at least on paper. Absolutely. Um, yep. they, they could, you know, if they could, you know, still get one more win out of the road, uh, road trip, uh, that, that would be something. Um, it's just, it, you know what, it, it kind of almost doesn't matter. It's been a phenomenal run. Um, and you've picked up a lot of points. Everybody has. And you know what? I was looking at team stats today, uh, individual players, and a lot of guys are just finally stepping up their game all together at once. And that's what you got to do. You know, we've all known Ebbs has been kind of quiet and everything, but he got a couple there in this run. Um, and like we said, Wayne and Gord started heating up a little bit. Now Carche. Uh, just... These are guys that need to do it. Even uh, Schultz, you saw that. And even Dumo with that drag shot. It's like, what the hell? Where'd you get that? Um, so guy, everybody's contributing. Oh, and I also saw another stat last week. Pardon me without being perfect on this. But remember all last year we were talking about, or at the start of this year, everybody's concerned that we lost three big players that were loved and this and that and everything else. And like, oh, well, that's the difference. We're not doing as well, right? And then I'm the whole time going, no, that's not the difference. Because number one, their numbers right now we're just kind of well, what do you mean you mean like you know, like like Sue all the guys we lost yeah yeah all our boys with four guys basically but our three forwards for the Not most part right. nope. yeah but you know they're just doing average right now for the most part and our guys and that we played a freaky weird year last year that everybody was talking about and over our heads and right now the numbers coming back that we have i can't remember whose graph got put up there but our bottom six was as productive if not as productive as last year's bottom six to this point, something like that. It was like, there you go. It's, they quietly caught up all of them, you know, those production numbers. So there's that. Um, so here you go. But now our biggest problem obviously is this injury thing. That's just like, I mean, literally two games ago, we were, like I said, we, that was our healthiest roster we've had in going back to the, maybe the start of last year, if that, and here we are now we're looking at four, the whole, Larson thing is a, is a mystery that we need to know what that is, if that's an illness or a actual lower upper thing. Um, I, I have a feeling, uh, you know, the veneers thing, we saw what happened. I was actually kind of surprised to hear the news. It was a hard hit. Um, and then the done thing I predict, don't, don't quote me, but all you got to do is watch a guy fight, man, wrist fingers, knuckles, that shit breaks snaps 
limbs do weird things and it happens way more than you know. All you got to do is look at a player when he looks and grabs his hand after a rip and you'll know. So that's probably what happened with his, but don't call me on that. Um, and then Berkey, the ultimate mystery uh, glass man. I love him, but holy smokes. When he plays, we lo- it's great to have him, but uh, there's a big health thing and they paid a lot of money for him. So, Which I brings up uh, also who we're going to get from Coachella because that, that, that phone's been ringing right now. So yeah. I've heard, I've, I've actually heard already. It looks like John Hayden might be heading up. He's off the roster tonight down there. And then I heard a late call. I, well, I picked up a little late bleep from uh, the deep sea hockey boys, uh, boy that I like. Uh, I follow him quite a bit. He's got some good inside. Uh, Jimmy Shule could be coming up as a D uh, he's off the roster down there tonight. Um, and then you still got yams and shore you can toy with here in the roster and rotate as well. So who knows? Um, those could be names that you're looking at right there to handle the Dunn, the Larson, and obviously the Ford situations uh, with, you know, I, I, you know, Maddie and this and that. So we'll see. Yeah, I, so, I mean, the Co- Coachella kids, uh, you know, we're, we're fans. We're going to go see them uh, in a few weeks, actually. We jacked up. You, the two of us are going to go down in January 31 and February 1 games in Coachella. Finally going to catch a game, couple of games at Acrisure Arena. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we may be uh, crossing some other guys on the highway uh, <laughs> there, so to speak. Uh, you know, I'm just going to jump back just to be fair, you know, because I was looking at, you know, I read the athletic pretty, you know, regularly. And uh, granted, this is all, you know, pundits' uh, opinions. I don't, I, don't uh, I was reading this guy, uh, Thomas Drance. Well, there was a whole report card thing they did at, um, you know, who won and lost in the NHL 23 24 offseason, grading each team's moves at the midpoint. And, uh, you know, for the, a lot of it, I agree with someone. I mean, I, I would, I would, I would personally, I would give, you know, Seattle a B or B minus or something on it. He, he he gave him a C, but he made an interesting point, and I had no idea about this. I mean, I, I think I think you're right. Like some some the, the moves they made, I think generally were fine or they were just even. But I'm kind of surprised to see this one stat, and this is part of the guys giving him a C. Daniel Sprong actually has 27 points in Detroit. I'm surprised to see that. I haven't been paying that much attention to him. And even our boy Geeky, who you and I watched the Bruins, so we kind of know. I didn't know though he has 20 points. But again, you know, that's how he's fitting in a system. I mean, there's there's a lot of layers to work Yes. Out. Yeah, totally. You get, people got to understand that. It's like they had career years here. Well, geeky, let's just say. But by career year, that just means that could mean one point greater than they've ever done, right? And actually played, you know, 78 games rather than 38 or whatever. But it's just, it, it was never it was never t- really a, a reason to say that's the difference. And right now, like I said, I, I wish I could find that article. I, I don't know if I took a screenshot or something, but it did show that basically our bottom six has caught, you know, those numbers and, and brought the production, uh, you know, and when you look at the team stats, even though we started out super slow, um, but we do know that we set all kinds of, you know, pretty much records five on five last year, but the goals four is finally coming up. <laughs> you know, it was down to two twenty. It, originally it's at two eight one right now, which is okay. <laughs> and ironically, our goals against is exactly at two point eight one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well so, I think two the two things I would underline, one thing you just said is it's joy, you know, goaltending yeah 
ma- making it happen. But Joey and in the one game Drieger played, great goaltending. All due respect to your group. I'm sorry, the, the it's stats are stats or what we're seeing is I mean, Decord Drieger right now. That's that's a nice little and obviously it's been mostly Decord, but you know, they they they've both played very well. Uh so that's helped the defense. I mean, and uh and then also, like you said, these a bunch of guys have all gone up to another level kind right. of all at the same time. And these guys, third and fourth line guys, particularly. Yeah. You know, seeing all this exciting, some of the most exciting hockey from your lower lines, uh, like okay, you know, but that right. that all adds up to a lot of wins. And that you know that PK has really turned around too. You Big know, time. that's we've hit highest numbers we've ever hit in that. So that and the PP is always hanging right around twenty, a little above twenty. But that PK, everybody's talking about it now, and that's huge. Know. Yeah, and I don't have it. I don't know if you have it in front of you too. The other thing that people would whine about, including us. Last year, you know, you know, you're is about the face-off percentage and yeah, all, be all to 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 win, but it's a good thing to have. And sometimes there'd be it would be kind of frustrating and everything. That that's generally improved over the year. Uh, it has, but it's settling down to just kind of almost where it was anyway. Right okay. now, yeah, I was just looking at it. it's it's a little higher, but it's you know it's not a deal breaker with this team is so weird that way the way it's built and it's built differently than a typical team you you know that we've already gone through that with the like the Jared McCann quote uh I don't know if we discussed that yet but um he said something in an interview that you know we're kind of a you know tough team to play against because we're it's like we have four second lines and he's kind of right you know there's the way that Haxel has just said you know what I don't really have a number 1 I definitely have a three. I kind of have a two and I got a four that can play like a three, you know, that type of thing. So when he said that he's right. So it's very difficult. If you take a Haxel system and then that structure of how you're building lines, um, by the way, these lines are averaging anywhere from 13 to 18 minutes up and down the roster. That that's go look at any roster in the NHL and you'll never see that. So that's a good thing. It's different. It's like it is harder to attack. Everybody's got a specific role. They're working together. There's some chemistry, obviously, that for you to be able to build it like that. Um, so that's kind of cool when your own player, you know, one of your guys potentially could be a captain down the road, one of your your first contracts that you ever signed within, uh, says that. Because you know, he's proud of that structure and he's happy about it enough to boast it. So yeah, absolutely. You know, and this all this talk we're talking about is improvements, and you know we're bringing up Joey a lot. Uh, I actually brought back, so we're gonna we're gonna get get to our next segment here. Messages from the deep. Remember, folks, please send us questions or topics you'd like us to cover. Either you can do that either via our Twitter slash X page, or at Cast Kraken, by the way, or you can email us at info at seattlekrakenfancast.com. And if we pick your your question or topic to talk about we'll send you a kraken fancast t-shirt so uh so there's a little extra incentive for you all so i'm going to take one that we kind of pushed aside we, we picked another question from this is from probably sent probably i don't know three weeks ago or something like that uh and we picked another one but um now because i thought it was maybe not after it was too early joey was still early but this is a goalie question here we're about to go but uh, i i think it's very apropos now for all that we're talking about and all that we've witnessed over these past dozen or so games. So Gabby Smith uh, wrote us one, a great one. She said, imagine all the goalies are healthy. Yeah, there's a point where all the goalies are healthy. 
who do you see being the starter for the rest of the season? Interesting, because we don't know how long Group's going to be out. We know he had a bad injury, and obviously he's been out and everything and stuff, but he could, you know... I'm I'm going to assume we'll see him maybe before. I, I shouldn't never assume, but you know, it, it, let's let's guess he's coming at back before the end of the season, and that would tell me admit maybe you know then then Driga's going to get sent down. I would think, but uh, but you still start Joey. I mean, what 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 do you think on on that scenario? Okay, um, first of all, let's let's I'm going to answer the question. Kind of in two parts. Um, when she asked, if or Gabby asked the question, and where we're at right now. Um, so I was I was kind of intrigued that people were actually asking the question uh, online and stuff like, you know, three four games into the win streak, like, oh, do you think it's his job or what? And I'm like, yeah, it's his job until he doesn't do it anymore, um, because look, you got a goaltender down and hurt. He came in. He's your man. He made camp. He beat Trigger for the position number two, correct? All right. He's your guy for now. Um, let's just, we, we, another thing we don't know exactly what Gru's injury was. It looked like a total groin with the way he went down. And groins are horrible for goaltenders because they take forever to heal. Even when you feel good, they don't want you coming back early or even when you feel good because they just split open and do their thing badly. All right. Case in point, he looked good. He was doing practice. He was on the second rink taking shots from coaches and players. I was there. I watched some of them. Uh, right around uh, Winter Classic time. He was, you know, people were thinking, God, could he come back by then? Because they were saying originally, no. Um, in a way, in my opinion, he's probably kind of ready right now. I'm not going to say that, but he, they all know. All three goaltenders know what's going on right now, and that's Joey's job. And and then, then you got Driggs right now, number two. And just let... Uh, grew just finally settle in with all that injury stuff, get over it, whatever, until he's finally good. And if all of a sudden things slow down, the team gets cold, maybe we're in a position, maybe we're in a wild card company, maybe we're in the three on the Pacific and we're comfortable and everybody's settled in, get a few games in there. Then they can play that game and figure out, look, Dr um, you know, nobody's going down to Coachella except Draker if, if it gets to that point. You know what I mean? They're not going to say, oh, God. You know, when I talk to people, I'm like, do you think we should? Send? Like, you can't. They won't ever send your number one uh, salary guy down to the minors. It's not like what was going up in Edmonton with Skinner and, you know, the other one. That was a whole different scenario. But I get, and I don't know if Gabby or anybody's like saying that, you know, in, the, in this case. I mean, yeah, that that's 100%. That's ridiculous to think otherwise, I think, Jim. But, but, right. but you know, I, I, Assuming Joey still is doing very well, yeah, even maybe not in the high level, but he's still he's still really solid. Um, it's probably still his job, or at least his yeah. maybe three out three out of four games. Right. You know, if I could bring it back something maybe kind of similar. Um, you know, 2010, 2011 Bruins when Tuka Rask was the guy. All the way to the playoffs, they didn't do it. Then the, the next year, Timmy Thomas, who was considered number two and had a really unique, weird career leading to his domination of being a starter and going all the way and winning the cup. And basically, without him, they wouldn't have won the cup and, and the Conn Smythe and everything. So things can happen. I mean, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's his right now. Everybody knows it on that team. Groove knows it. Drieger obviously knows it. The team knows it. The goaltending coach knows it. And they're just waiting to see how it plays out. You know, 
And then if it gets cold or whatever, then you start doing the back and forth stuff. Brew comes in, drinks go down, blah, blah, blah. So it's his. It's his right now. That's why I wanted to design that T-shirt four weeks ago. <laughs> ah, perfect segue, Jim. That's right. Well, a great answer to that question. And uh, speaking of Joey Joey shirts, we got some Joey 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 Kraken Fancast T-shirts. Um, you know, so... Uh, Check out our X page. We got a link on there, or you can go to SeattleCrackandFanCast.com page and for uh, some uh, fancast shirts, and then uh, our Joey Joey shirts, and we got some other things on there too. We also have a Kraken Fancast toque, uh, little hat, uh, winter hat there. So lots of options there. So just click on our shop link, and you'll be uh, brought to our uh, page. So uh, had a lot of people buy them we really appreciate your patronage on that so um and we're 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 your uh seattle kraken kraken fan cast shirts with pride we appreciate it all right so that does it for this episode um of kraken fan cast thanks much as always for tuning in keep in mind if you haven't already join us on facebook on uh x slash twitter i still want to say x trust twitter because i don't think everybody remembers everybody it. does they should right you know I keep saying, well, I'll go on Twitter, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever you call it. You know what I'm talking about. We're at Cast Crack and uh, also on Instagram. And you can find our podcast, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and our own website, SeattleCrackandFanCast.com. All right. Uh, we'll be back in about a week or so, uh, reviewing probably the next three games. So until uh, then, enjoy the games, folks. Uh, may they uh, this just be a little this Pittsburgh game just be a little blip, um, and uh, they get back on another roll because they're going to have to because a lot of other teams are on a roll. So uh, for Jim Cockrell and our producer Jay Middleton, I'm Chris Porter. We thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, we say, Go, go Kraken! Go Kraken!